What is good? It's me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Babo, and welcome back to Babo's Block. And it's a special day on Babo's Block. So, firstly, I want to say if this is your first time tuning in to us, thank you for joining us on this weekly block party that we have here. And um, if it's your seventh, eighth, or tenth time, what up, dog? Um, it's been a, it's been six years. That's what it's been. Um, firstly, I'm, I'm trying to go by this show. I, I'm trying to go by this show out loud that I did, but. Um, I want to give you guys first notice that this show is sponsored and solely powered by my Patreon account, uh, my Patreon campaign, where you guys can do the most support. You can follow me there or donate there at patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. That's B-O-B-B-O, patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. And, um, yeah, you can check out the tiers that we have available there. We start from a little as a dollar all the way up to about $35. There is one tier that's like 3000 but I don't suggest you have to do, you do that one because if you do, you kind of have to marry me. <sighs> that would be awkward. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's what I'm so giddy about. It's next up on the, on the, on the list of the docket today. Um, it's the block's birthday. Uh, it has been six years, January 13th. January 14th was like the first day that I um, put the show out. I think I did it on SoundCloud at first. If I didn't do it on Podomatic, I did it, on, I did it to where like it was, whew, it was me and a whole bunch of people. We were talking about anime and what we love about anime. And yeah, that was, that was a big, if I could find that episode, I'll definitely put it up for my Patreon subscribers. So stay on me about that. I know it's somewhere in my old archives, but I will definitely be going going on looking for that for you guys so um with it being six years if you guys have any any questions or any shout outs or any comments or whatever be sure to please hit me up i'll definitely would love um to hear from the fans hear from you guys and let me know what you guys love about the block or what you hate or what you want me to change or whatever it's six years if you if you, if you don't like any of that now if you don't like anything on the block now like you, you, you six years too late. So, <laughs> but I do always love feedback and I love interacting with you guys. So definitely, um, let me know how you feel about the block. And I want to give a big shout out to everybody joining me on Instagram live today. It is Monday. It is 2 PM. So that means I am on Instagram. If you want to join the conversation as well on the block, you can always check me out at Instagram at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O. FNN friendly neighborhood nerd and you guys will be able to follow me and then join in on the live and on the comment stream um, as well when we go 2 p.m. on Mondays I want to say what up to actress Nick um, she is on there she said happy birthday thank you thank you thank you it is a blessing to be here on the blocks birthday man like honestly i didn't know if i was going to be back behind this mic um anymore at one point in time but there was just something that i i felt like i didn't i wasn't finished with so i'm so happy to be able to kind of be surprised by my own, my own podcast birthday <sighs> all right so we're gonna move in Move along. We also have another big announcement. I told you guys I had something else planned for you guys um, coming up. I announced it this weekend if you follow me on social media. But the block is officially an affiliate of the Black Pod Collective. Um, the Black Pod Collective is a directory or a, a group of podcasts or black creatives that are changing the narrative of what podcasting is about. There is a big stigma around black podcasts and black um, creators of color who do shows or so and we want to make sure that narrative has changed that we have a platform for everyone to speak their truth and everybody to speak what they're about um the black pot collective you can ch go check out their website and you will find out a lot more information on them that's b-l-k-p-o-d collective c-o-l-l-e-c-t-i-v-e dot com boom i like spelling a lot if you haven't realized i, I don't know why i spell out everything for you guys but i feel like it's more <laughs> more beneficial for you if I spell it because we would be like, oh, I, I know how it's spelled. Nah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, check out blackpodcollective.com. Go ahead and check out their um, history about how the collective came about. Go ahead and check out the directory of all the other shows that are available on there as well. Um, I want to go ahead and give a big thank you to the Black Pod Collective for um, a allowing the block to come in and be a part of the fold and we are so gracious to have the 
the audience are the ears of the Black Pod Collectives, um, <laughs> Black Pod Collectives readers and viewers on here on the block as well. So you guys, all you blockheads, be nice if you see some new people in the comments or you see some new people coming on Instagram Live. Give them a shout out. Say, hey, what's going on? Welcome to the family. All right. So I'm going to go in a little bit of an update of where I've been and what I've been doing. Um, firstly, I wanted to give a shout out to my homie Nightcrawler, um, fellow poet here in Jacksonville, Florida. He put on a poetry night called Writers, Another Writers Night, and it was an amazing event to behold. I'm really glad I was able to be a part of it, and I was actually able to spit on the mic as well. Um, if you follow my Instagram or if you follow my Snapchat, you would have seen a whole bunch of poetry and a whole bunch of um, <laughs> dope dope pieces put together. I, I rarely even record myself, or I rarely get recorded. So, um, sorry if you haven't heard me do poetry yet. It'll, it'll be coming. I have a whole poetry podcast coming, and you guys have to kind of wait on that, because it also is in conjunction with my poetry book. It's a lot. I'll give you more information another day. Um, but yeah, uh, we had an amazing night. And if you guys want to check that out, please go to Nightcrawler, um, his page on Facebook, and check out the photos and videos and everything that we that came from that night. Um, as well, I want to give a big shout out to my homie and mentor, DJ Al Pete. He, he put on a groove suite, and he also was doing so much. If you guys want to go ahead and check out all that he's into, follow him at Mr. Al Pete on any social media platform. And also, you're going to um, check out his new show, Clear Visions. Um, Clear Visions is a podcast where he's going to kind of just be kind of talking and getting down to the nitty gritty of what he has been into or what he's getting on to as well around this time of time of day um groove street put on an amazing show at justice pub all i think i uh, the last, first two episodes first two events were both at justice pub um you guys check those out and go ahead and check out the groove suite as well on social media you guys can keep up with any future events that they're doing there um and i want to give another shout out to dj i am energy and the homie chef manny for beats brunch and bubbly down there at um rain dogs in rivers and yeah riverside and five points um beats beats brunch and bubbly was a dope event and you guys had to be there for the food chef manny puts it down and um if you want to check out chef manny on a normal regular basis go to strings um sports pub and brewery down there on main street it is a dope um establishment and we have amazing people there to support um amazing crew amazing chef as i said chef manny's in in the pack putting the thing down what up k cuts um so yeah that's where i've been now we talk about what's coming up for me in the future now um as you guys know i just set up so what's up to uh, my dj k cuts and we have a open mic coming up tomorrow or, or or today by the time this um episode post have an open mic coming up on the wonderground um at the manhattan and we will be there from 7 to 10 p.m you guys can come out it'll be nothing but drinks hookah and vibes man you guys can come rock out with us i want to see everybody in the place i want to pack out the building we will be putting on a poetry cipher and i can't wait for you guys to experience that i can't wait for you guys to actually um be surrounded by poets just spitting and spitting and spitting and just going off the going off the dome so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun you guys come check us out again the Wonderground at the manhattan on 345 east bay street jacksonville florida i will be there from 7 to 10 p.m um, as well, this Friday, I'll be heading back down to Orlando. Um, I'm going to I Believe in Wrestling and Team Visions Dojo. We will be having a another um, monthly show. They've added a second monthly show for... Um, yeah, for like every other month, I want to say. So th this Friday, I'll be back down there. The Game Changer, Bobby Ledger, will be in action. You guys just have to see what I get into, okay? <sighs> Alright, I think that's it for the updates and all of the other stuff about where I've been and everything. Um, so yeah, so let's get into Around, around the, net. the Net. Firstly, I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to the Joker movie. Um, yeah, it racked up a Golden Globe. That was a big major thing for a comic book movie, especially a comic book rated R movie. Um, and now it has 11 Oscar nominations. That is wow. Um, <laughs> I said it was going to be a slippery slope with this movie because honestly, this is going to add fuel to like the, the, the fanboys fire. I, I wasn't a big supporter of this movie because I don't like villain, like villain centric movies without the hero. It kind of 
takes a little bit something away from me. But that's just my personal views. The movie itself is very beautifully shot. It has a, a powerful like message running through it. It may not be the best message, but like I said, it's a powerful message that runs straight through it. And it, it gets its points across. And I really do see where the vision went and I do see where where why it connects with so many people the way it does and I honestly am happy to see a comic book movie get this kind of shine um but it's just going to be the backlash of the fanboys that come with it and then it's going to be like their J. Cole went platinum without no features like <laughs> they're going to always quote the Joker movie as the greatest of all time and Joker's not the best role model, y'all. I'm just going to put that out there. It's going to remind you that Joker is not the best role model to be following. If you haven't seen the movie, he also starts an entire citywide riot. <laughs> um, speaking of Gotham as well, we have new news that the new Batman movie that is directed by Matt Reeves starring Robert Patterson is now in production. We've got a couple of um, leaked shots from... From the actual set, as we do, um, and yeah, it's just Robert Pattinson walking around in suits, getting out of Lamborghinis and all this stuff. We haven't seen the bat suit yet. I'm not really going to get excited right now for it because this is all like kind of new territory or whatever for the Batman franchise, and this is I want to give it a clean slate in my mind. I'm going to probably try and stay away from the leaks and probably try and stay away from. All the other like news and stuff that comes around with this, but I will try to keep you guys up to date with production and said things of that nature. Also, speaking of production for a movie, um, the director for the for the Doctor Strange um, Madness and multi, uh, Multiverse of Madness actually just backed out. Uh, it's something that's kind of a shocker to it because it w- it wasn't anything that like. Um, it wasn't anything like he had like something that come up or whatever like, but it's it was a full on hey we don't see eye to eye with what we want to do he wanted to do a horror movie, um and Disney don't do horror if y'all if <laughs> you don't believe, um the scariest they will do is what they did in Spider Man what's going on C J um but yeah they they will um definitely have him on as an executive producer but he will not be directed and they haven't announced who's going to be directing it yet this one is very like pivotal in the in the next phase because this actually ties into wandavision and it also again brings in the multiverse into marvel so we may be getting stuff like the ultimates out of it we may be getting other um dimensions like um the zombie universe from (laughs) zombie universe from marvel and like it's just so many so many things they could do with this and i'm just i'm just curious of who they're going to bring in to put that vision to light um so yeah man it's just so many it's just so much that's happening like movie wise as well in marvel because we just got an announcement that christian bale is in talks of joining thor love and thunder um, Thor Love and Thunder is this, well, it's like Thor 4, I think it is, yeah, Thor 4, and, um, Watiti is back directing, and we don't know who he's playing yet, but everyone wants him to be Beta Ray Bill. Um, Beta Ray Bill, if you guys don't know, is the other alien, um, is <laughs> the other alien that Thor loves to hang out with. He is a, I forget the, the actual race of Beta Ray Bill, but, like, basically, he kinda is, like, the alien equivalent of our Asgardian, and he was also worthy enough to wield Mjolnir. And with him wielding Mjolnir, he um was given his own hammer to kind of protect the, his sector of the universe. So he was given Stormbreaker. That's why when they called Thor's axe Stormbreaker in in Endgame, I was oh I was totally upset because unless he's giving Stormbreaker to Beta Ray Bill in this next movie. It's all going to be weird. It's going to be super weird. But yeah. But Christian Bale, he has a plethora of characters actually that he could play. He could be the God Killer. He could be um, one of the 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 well the antagonists from um, the Mighty Thor when Jane Foster was Thor. He could be like so again, Beta Ray Bill. We just never know. It's all in talks right now. Everyone just has their speculation of what they want. <sighs> Alright, so, next up on the blocket um, is the Morbius trailer. So, I got a chance to look at it, and it came out today. Initially, we all just had that screen grab. 
um, that someone got from the Morbius trailer. And it was just him looking back with the makeup and all that stuff on. And I was a little skeptical about it. But watching the trailer, I actually kind of feel like this is going to be an okay movie. It's, <clears throat> you guys don't know, don't know Morbius. Morbius was a Spider-Man character way, way back. Um, he is the living vampire. He's, like, he's, as his name suggests, he's alive still, but he's also a vampiric, um, has vampiric properties. Um, from what I remember of Morbius, I remember the 90s edition, or the 90s style, um, Spider-Man com, well, Spider-Man cartoon show, where he was a competing scientist with Peter, and he was working on bats, and he was trying to f do things or whatever to cure um, different diseases and stuff. And he got bit by one of his radio, well, one of the bats that was radioactive, and he kind of turned into this character. So it was like a vampire bat. They're taking kind of bits and pieces from different little origins of Morbi of Morbius, and they're putting it all together into something that's really interesting so he's a doctor and he's a doctor that has like a blood disease a terrible blood disease where he was supposed to die when he was a kid but um <laughs> he he's made it so he made it so his life's work will be curing his disease and any other disease in the world and he has like spinal bone like issues and stuff like that and he walks with crutches and he finds apparently this supernatural i don't know it's so weird like he, he they said he she's he's talking with his assistant or his, his other doctor that works with him and she's like i don't think this is worth it and he's like it's gonna be the cure for me and they show him like in a cave and he cuts his hand and like bats fly into his hand it's weird like it's taking so much of it's like that is taking like the logical and then just mixing in a bit of the supernatural to make it work, but like Mobius has always been a a character that was born of logic, thrusted into a supernatural world. Because in Marvel, vampires are real. Like we have Blade, we have all these other um, characters that deal with vampires. Like fuck, there's even Dracula. Like Dracula is a, is a thing in Marvel. So I don't know if he has to, if he's going to be tapping into the powers of Dracula or what. So, but we're going to see where this goes. And they gave a big teaser like so they they you know how sony loves to kind of name drop what they do or whatever so in the beginning of the in the beginning of the trailer they were like from the from the studios that brought you spider-man homecoming spider-man far from home venom and i was like okay cool they're giving these spider-man references so we know this was in within the spider-verse blah 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 but literally at the last bit of the trailer we get a familiar face adrian tombs pops up and is like, yo, Dr. Morbius, tired of doing the good guy stick, huh? What up, Doc? And like, I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting to see the Vulture, one, out of prison, two, back on his bullshit, and three, with Morbius. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be gonna be interesting i know it's probably gonna be something that's probably on the end of the movie but if it's something like if it's something that i am thinking of i just think they tease that morbius is going to be in spider-man sinister six i've never seen morbius in a sinister six um i've seen morbius team up with blade i've seen morbius team up with black cat i've seen morbius do a lot of evil stuff but i've never seen him within the the confines of a sinister six team so that's going to be something interesting we we have so far scorpion we have the vulture we have morbius now apparently are going to that's half of the sinister six so the other three are going to either have to, oh oh no no mysterio if he's still alive so that's four so we just have like two more people to fill out for this sin Sinister Six. And we don't even know who's in control of it. So we don't know if Norman Osborn has popped up or whatever. It's just it's just all new and different for it. So yeah. That's going to be something that's really mad interesting that we're going to kind of get into. And now finally on the block it. I'm going to go ahead and go into the world of anime. Um... I don't know if you guys heard, but this last episode of My Hero Academia, hype. Straight hype. Oh my god. So, um, 
they're getting into the part of My Hero Academia. I, I kind of, like, skipped ahead in the manga when I was still, like, in season one or two or whatever. No, 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 I was season, like, two. Yeah, I was in season three. I skipped ahead to see what we're going to be doing. And and season four is tackling what we're doing now. Um, but this is we're meeting a, a little girl named Eri, E-R-I, and she has the ability to rewind people's um, bodies. And they... They do something special with her. Like, she, she's kind of like, you remember that X-Men? Um, I think it was Last Stand. That little kid from X-Men Last Stand who could just take your mutant powers away. Yeah, they're kind of doing the same thing with her. The The villain of the of the arc, Overhaul, he has the ability to take apart and put things back together. And within that confines, he's done that with, with Ares so much that he's developed a bullet that will take away people's quirks. Um... Overhaul is a lesser villain initially because he is a leader of the Yakuza. And the Yakuza is kind of a dying off thing because people have superpowers, so nobody's scared of guns. That's really it. And Overhaul's whole thing is, I'm going to bring the Yakuza back to power by just shooting people with bullets that take away their quirks. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking working. Um, <laughs> well, it works for on Mirio. Um, if you guys don't know, Mirio is a spoiler alert. I do apologize to anybody who hasn't seen the episode or seen anything that's going on with it. Um, Mirio does get hit with one of these bullets. You guys have to see where he goes in the future by either reading the manga or I said just keeping up with it with the show. Um, but the whole episode culminates with a fight between Deku. And Overhaul. Overhaul is super pissed. And he's gone to his final form. And like. Deku. He he was like nah. I ain't playing that shit. I'm going to save Aerie. And he does. Well he saves her. And she grabs onto him. And with Aerie's ability. She has the ability. Well she doesn't have the control over it. It just kind of happens at will or whatever. Especially when she's very emotional. And her power is just blooming out. And like it's reversing Deku's damage that he's taking and everything like that. So Deku thinks like, yo, she's able to reverse all the damage on my body as it happens. Oh, I. Right. So he straps Aerie to his back. And he's like, yo, let me your power. So she goes like all in. And then he goes all in. Like he goes 100% full cow um, all for one. So you guys got to know that if people don't know with My Hero Academia, Deku is the the main character. He has his power called All for One, and it be it it's a beast. Like you could do whatever like you could do whatever Superman can do basically, um, except for like laser eyes. I don't think he has laser eyes yet. But um, digression. Deku is like literally at this point the strongest he's ever been. But with Deku's power, we all know, if you haven't seen it before, that it destroys his body. Because he's a child. And his bones are weak. <laughs> um, but with Ari on his back, reversing and rewinding his body's damage as it happens, he's going in. Like, he legit tries to go jump and kick Overhaul in the face. He jumps up, like, 50 stories. And he's like, yo, okay. So he, he kind of, Deku's a thinker. So he's like, all right, let's kind of dial us in. Let's, let's do this. So he goes full 100%, like infinite 100%. Like powers coursing through his body, lightning bouncing off everywhere or whatever. So he runs, bum rushes this huge monster that overall has become now and kicks it straight up into the air. And literally at the that point, this is the first time in the entire arc that you saw Fear in Overhaul's eyes. Overhaul has always been a cool, calm, calculated character. Even when he was getting decimated by the League of Villains, he was still cool, calm, and calculated. He knew what he had to do. He knew where, where his people were. He knew what he had as an asset. This was totally not it. This was, oh my god, this nigga's about to kill me. <laughs> so, Deku delivers this amazing smash like um think of one punch man's multiple punch multiple normal punches that's what came at him and then you see this silhouette this darkened 
silhouette with glowing eyes of Deku with Ari's hair just flowing in the back. And it looks just so badass. It's so like, oh, you done fucked up now. And <laughs> Deku delivers this straight right punch that, oh my god. Yeah, like literally... The, the the quirk user, Night Eye, who has the ability to kind of see possible futures, saw every possible future that said Deku was going to die if he tried to fight Overhaul. That ain't happened. Deku whooped that ass. <laughs> so, as, um, <laughs> as we're calling it now, it's Deku sees it out in these streets, homie. And we are elated to see him, like, be as badass as he could be without full restraint but i know he can't walk around with our airy strap to his back all the time so this is like our good glimmer of hope before he grows up and stuff so i'm super excited and super happy with that because reading a fight scene is one thing you can put it in your head and you can kind of see whatever but when it's animated especially they gave it they passed it off to madhouse oh my god that shit was lit. Like, it was so good. I implore you, go back and please watch the fight between Deku and Overhaul. And even in the um, manga, there were things in the anime that they added in because they wanted to. They weren't able to put it in the manga. Firstly, and secondly, like they felt like these things needed to kind of bridge the gap between the story or whatever. Because in the manga, the the girls Ochaku. Um, Froppy and the Dragon Lady—they didn't get much play um, in the in the manga. They just kind of were sitting there, kind of looking around, like, oh, kind of—they weren't like they—they they weren't heroes to to me. They were just kind of like bystanders. But in here, they did like a whole sequence of okay of moves and action. Then they were even ready to fucking like drop overhaul when they thought Deku wasn't like when they thought Deku like disappeared or whatever. They were like, all right, so. We gotta, he's gonna kill Deku, dog. Like, so we gotta fight this dude. We gotta get ready and fight this dude. They were there and they were about that action. Um, and you get Ari's flashback in the, in the anime, which you don't get in the manga. You get a lot more backstory and a lot more, a lot more building of this scene or of this actual, like, um, this connection that they're going to have. And like, yeah, it's so dope. And I can't wait for you guys to see what else is in store for the future of my hero academia it is so much that's happening now in the manga and so much that's happening now just, um, in the anime for those who haven't caught season four, um, go ahead and go back and watch. Like it's a really good season. And it's so much that I have been impressed with, especially now that it's kind of like, in the wind down this is gonna this is gonna be like that climax of how like last time you had that big fight between all for one and um and all might yeah the, that was that was the big boom and this is the big boom here so yeah and now everything is going to kind of wind down from there into the to moving into out of the next um season four into the next season five. Oh, almost dropped <laughs> put, the, put the mic away from me Alright, so yeah, so um, that is it. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and I'm going to go ahead and come back for you guys, and we'll be um, talking about Nerdgasm today. Too Hot for TV. And no, I am not talking about the 2003 album from the band. <laughs>
All right, and welcome back, guys, here on Bobo's Block. Again, it's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. I want to thank you guys for joining me back here after that little short musical break. Um, yeah, so today's topic is a little controversial. It is going to be, as it says, too hot for TV. I'm not talking about nudity. I'm not talking about taboo things. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about things that, that go bump in the night. I'm talking about people... When they say that a show or a topic is too political. I don't like politics in my television. I don't want to hear all this political boo blah, 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 blah. And I say bullshit. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the inspiration of what kind of gotten me here. Last night, or the night before Sunday, um, Doctor Who de- debuted. It was a new episode. And the premise of the episode was... The doctor and the crew were given an all-inclusive, um, all-inclusive trip to a spa in the middle of the galaxy somewhere, and it was for like two weeks. And already, I'm like, random space spa, <laughs> random space spa for two weeks. Nah, it's not. It's something ain't sitting right with me. Lo and behold, my my gut feeling was was right, and so was the doctor's. Um, this is on a desolate, in a desolate inhabited hostile planet. <laughs> so this planet that they put it on, we were like, what the hell is it? What were they thinking? Why would they put it here? Who you have all these planets that are out and about and like, oh my God, like all of these planets are available for you to use and you want to use this horrible, scary one. Like just let's go back to the death planet. Like, oh, uh. um, Come to find out, said Death Planet was Earth. <laughs> and the the aliens or the monsters that we were inhabiting were the descendants of humanity. They were the the evolution or what happened to us as we or well, after we let the earth die and we kinda had to our our children children adapted or whatever or whoever or whatever on this earth adapted to the circumstances or adapted to his environment and these were like ripped like, if you've seen Terraform Mars, the anime, it's like that. But give them teeth like the Predator. And, and like, give them the ferocity of an a- of alien, of the exos- exomorphs. Like, oh my god, these things are scary as fuck. I was sitting there, like, I was sitting there telling my friend. I was like, everybody always tells them, like, oh, we need to add old monsters. Bring back the old villains. And I'm like, they're doing a great job scaring the shit out of me with these new ones. And, um... <laughs> These things were horrifying. We had character development from from a couple of the NPCs. That's really what I want to call them, dog. <laughs> um, there was the the this older lady and her husband, or soon to be husband. Not even soon to be. He he, he proposed. Before he he proposed and he died. Um, <laughs> to a, this old couple, I forget her name. I want to say like Mary and Benny. Um, yeah, and then there was another girl whose name was Bella. We find out later on it's not her real name. Um, and there was a, <laughs> there was the crew with, um, the engineer and his son. Because his son says his, <laughs> that this spa is way cooler than his mom's house. So he just randomly teleports in. Um, yeah, it was a lot going on. But we got down to the end of the show. And this is where the message really came through. Because Yaz, um, <clears throat> Yaz, Walter, and, um, and, damn, what's the kid, what's the dude's name? I forget his name. But, yeah, but the, the three companions, um, they were sitting there, like, kind of, like, flabbergasted. And they were like, damn, that was Earth. And they were like, well, how did it even, like, get that way? Like, how did it get so bad? And the doctor was like, hey, first off. That's just one possible future. Like, that's really it. One possible future out of many futures that the Earth can have. And honestly, if you're asking how it got that way, you're not paying attention. Because right now, everybody's not caring about anything that's going on. You guys are worrying about washing up as the house burns down. And (laughs) everyone started saying that, oh, this was not appropriate. This was way too political. And I don't want to hear this. And Doctor Who shouldn't have done this. And this just shoving the, this down my throat and blah, blah, blah. And to that, I say you're not really paying attention. Firstly, 
Um, someone made an amazing point. Why would you get mad at something for them pointing out exactly what's... Or they get mad at the show for being too political by pointing out something that's literally going on right in front of our faces. Like, honestly, it's 90-something degrees in the middle of January here where I stand. What is happening? Australia is burning. Puerto Rico just had a devastating 6, 6.0 earthquake out of nowhere. Um, the Amazon was just on fire just not too long ago. There were there's monsoons and riots. Things are all out of whack, and we're just sitting here like, I don't want to hear about global warming. I don't. Want, and like, when the fuck are we going to talk about it? When are, when are we going to actually sit down and be like, hey, I think the Earth is dying, y'all. <laughs> it's not going to get until we're like looking like those goddamn monsters from Doctor Who that people are going to be like, I think we need to do something, guys. I think I think it's something. There's no more oxygen. It's all iridium. Like, the fuck. <laughs> Um, I hate the argument that things are, are too political. I don't want po- politics in my, in my blah, 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 in my media. I don't want politics in my, in my, my Doctor Who or my Star Wars. I don't want politics in my, my Watchmen. These are, I'm going through like the major ones that we've been, just been arguing over and stuff. And if I, if you say things like that, I don't want politics in Doctor Who. I don't want politics in Watchmen. I don't want politics in Star Wars. You're not watching these properties at all. Literally, all three of these are based in political standpoints and propaganda that is that is to make you think and to make you change your mind about subjects that are blatantly obvious to everybody else. Politics aren't something that you could just like ignore and just be like, oh no, this is I, I don't want to talk about it. It's stupid or whatever. Politics are things that shape and mold our lives, and it's not just a morality type aspect it's literally physically and like economically that politics shape and mold our our everyday lives if you're not affected by it that is a privilege that you have to really deal with within yourself because there are hundreds and thousands of people affected every day by the political choices and and political um aspects of america and anything that we always do i I'm constantly affected by just being a black person in America. I'm, I know many people who are affected by being black, queer, being a woman, being being a Muslim just by religion, being something that's not of the status quo or norm or something that's not a straight white male or straight, sometimes not even a straight white woman in this society you are affected and i said and i say to you that you have to get up off your fucking high horse and honestly sit down and and think about this shit because the my my f- biggest thing that i always heard with people when they didn't want to watch watchmen um the hbo series was oh it's too political it's throwing all that stuff in our face and then i i tell them like you don't then you're not paying attention to Watchmen. Watchmen has always been a political statement, whether we were the Vietnam War or we were talking about the Tulsa riots here and there. Uh, what's up, Rico? Um, we have to sit down and honestly have a conversation with yourself. And if you feel something, some way about it when they do talk about it, that was the point. You're supposed to feel something. People feel like they are allotted this comfort are this escape by going into media all media or all tell honestly all television all movies or whatever are just propaganda for you to see the viewpoint of the author or director or whatever or the writer's view of life it's all propaganda and it's all to make you think even if it's something like seinfeld seinfeld was a parody upon normal life circumstances to make you see the viewpoint of Jerry Seinfeld. He was the executive producer. He was the lead writer. This is all his viewpoint. This is all his propaganda. And you saw a view or gaze of New York through his eyes. The messages were there or so. And it's just, you have to, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And when you are confronted with things such as, Doctor Who telling you, like, hey, you need to get your shit together before the Earth dies. Or a watchman saying, hey, even though you're a god, people are still going <laughs> to, people are still going to try and come and kill you because you're black. Like, <laughs> there's this, there's so much that you have to, like, really realize. Because honestly, even Doctor Who played with that, that concept back then, um, back in the last season where the time traveling, 
criminal went back into the civil rights movement just to stop Rosa Parks from sitting on the bus. My thing was, he escaped an intergalactic jail in the middle of space to use a time-traveling watch to go back to Earth to stop black people from having rights. What is that? That's something you have to deal with. Like, that will probably still happen in the future when we have the ability to time travel. There are going to be people trying to go back and change black people from having rights. And I'm, I don't get it. We have entire species of aliens that we can deal with and talk to and things like that. But you're still worried about me, as a black person, having rights. It's weird. So, yeah. Um, <sighs> digression. I know that a lot of this stuff is uncomfortable. But... It's that uncomfortability that you have to ride out to make progress. We know for sure that our that our our earth, our, our country, is being stripped of its resources and being stripped stripped of like everything that we can. There are places on this earth that are literally dying at a, at a rapid pace and. There has to be something done about it. And Doctor Who has always taken a stance on fighting stuff like global warming, fighting stuff like pollution. There literally have been multiple episodes of this ilk, of this creed, to where you can go back, and even the classic Who, where they have talked about the subject of saving the Earth from pollution, saving the Earth from global warming, saving the Earth from humanity itself, basically. There are other shows that have been always political. Always. And to say you just don't want to deal with politics, say you don't want to just talk about it, is to say that you're okay with everything going to fucking shit. That's it. You have to you have to own up and say, I'm okay with everything going to going to shit. Like it doesn't affect me, and that's the problem. If it doesn't affect you, you won't see the value in it, but it affects so many other people that you, that it makes it feel as if you don't care about the decency of human. And you don't have the decency of human of of caring about other human lives. I I can't I can sit here all day and like said stress the importance of of communication and open discussion, but it all will be for naught if you just don't grasp that sometimes you're going to have to be uncomfortable talking about stuff. Sometimes they're, they're not going to be a writer that's going to make you feel good about the decisions you've made. Sometimes you're going to have to own up for being, a, being neglectful to the responsibilities that you have to one this planet to your fellow man and also to to just <laughs> the philosophy of decency itself like it's so much that I can say but it doesn't matter until you the, the listener or the person who has the problem really gets that in your head that hey I need to change or I need to address certain things that are within my 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 life that either one affect other people in a negative impact affect people that I care about in a negative impact and also it affects the earth itself that we we may not be able to pass something down to our, to our kids like right now I'm scared that like if I were to bring like <laughs> bring somebody from the future back here they would probably be like, this is it. This is the time where you guys should have done something. This is the point in, in time where you guys had the opportunity and the financial ability to do something. They say, literally, they say $300 billion can turn around the earth just like that. Like, it won't be overnight, but, like, it literally will stop whatever's happening with global warming. It will stop the accidental, like, damage that we've done to this planet. But nobody's willing to do anything because their wealth is more important to them than the survival of the only planet we know we have to live on. We don't have we don't have mastery of space flight. We don't have mastery of, of, of intergalactic travel. How what are we gonna do 
if all of a sudden, because it happens so fast with, say, Venus and Mars, what if our atmosphere just dissipates? What are you doing? We're going to be bombarded by radiation. We're going to be bombarded by, by gamma rays. We're going to be bombarded by multitude of things that our bodies are just going to wither away into ash from. But all we had to do was just implement a few things that will just make it all okay and make it to where the Earth goes back into self-healing mode. But we don't want to do that, and that baffles me. I've never seen a more stubborn species that fights against its well-being so much. <laughs> I've never seen a species of, of, of creatures that was like, hey, we have the ability to take care of everybody in this planet. Nah, they need to pay. Like, <laughs> or we have the ability to do this. Or we have the ability to, to cure that. No, you need to pay for that. Like, we work against ourselves so much just for this made-up concept of capitalism, made-up concept of money, made-up concept of, 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 of wealth. Because all this stuff honestly means nothing. Because... If we don't give it value, if we don't give it to where, like, okay, like, hey, I have this much. Like, someone come to me with the doubloon right now. Yeah, it has a numerical value because we've given it a dollar amount. But, like, a doubloon, I can't go in the store and use a doubloon. Like, that's the same thing as we, that can happen to any form of currency, any form of, of payment that we've we've created. And it's so crazy that we've put such weight on all of this all of this like structure of class and things of that nature and it's just hard to just think that hey in just in just one little file swipe a little snap it could all be gone and none of it meant anything because we didn't do anything to save or prepare ourselves um, I watched Independence Day and also Independence Day Resurgence this weekend as well. Um, yeah, like, we're, f like, if anything were to come down like that, we would be completely screwed. We even had the, the technology that they used or so afterwards in Resurgence, and we still got our asses kicked. We just aren't equipped to do anything about anything celestial. And... As much as it pains me, like, we just need to take care of it, dog. We just need to take care of it. Huh. So, I'm going to go ahead and leave it here. I'm going to go ahead and stop here and, like I said, just, again, no matter what I've said, it doesn't matter until the person that needs to change changes. But what you can do in the meantime is do your part. If you are already a person who takes care of the of takes care of the earth in the way that you're supposed to or takes care of the earth as much as you can do what you can for your fellow man I'm not telling you to I'm not telling you what to do but I say if you if you have the ability to donate to the Australian fires if you have the ability to donate to the Puerto Rico earthquakes if you have the ability to go ahead and see if there's someone in your in your city that needs help local missions homelessness is a rampant thing in america Goddamn bells um homelessness is a rampant, rampant thing in america and there are other things like just lack of mental health centers there are other people just sometimes it's just people that just need someone to talk to there are a multitude of things that you can do to make your world around you better every single day I'm not here to preach or, or to get political on you, but do something. Do something. I'm here, but I also as well do something to help the people that are around me, help the people that are, are not around me. I'm here to help as many as I can. Like I, I, I hate that there's going to be a time that we're going to look back and all we had to do was do something. And we didn't. So I'm urging you now. If you can. If you have the ability. Do something. 
You can find me on all social platforms at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O F N N. Um, you can check out my Patreon campaign again. This is the best way to do the most support here for the bo- for the block at Patreon.com forward slash Bobo's Block. I'm sorry, Patreon.com forward slash Bobo. No block. <laughs> um, go ahead and check out my YouTube channel, Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd. Um, that is on YouTube. I have the link below in the description. Um, as well, if you guys want to check us out if, um, on all streaming platforms, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio. You guys can check the block out on all of those. And please leave us a five-star review. Five-star, five-star, five-star. Um... We want to try and get more sponsors. We want to try and get more people to um, come around on the block as well. I have a lot of stuff that are that is in the in the in the barrel um, up on deck. I have a lot of plans, projects, and things that are available for you guys um, on my Patreon, and you guys can check those out. Again, donating for as little as a dollar, um, you'll be getting bonus episodes. You'll be getting exclusive excerpts from my upcoming poetry book you'll be getting um pictures from me as my wrestling persona bobby ledger it's all available to you on my patreon okay this is how i make my living this is how i pay my bills guys so yeah so if you can go ahead and sign up for my patreon today again it's patreon.com forward slash bobo patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o that has been my time. I will go ahead and sign off. And then again, me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo. I will catch you guys next time on the block. Peace. <laughs>